At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls, Lorcas. Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. The podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers! Welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. I love doing the intro live because it's like I'm talking, but I'm not actually talking. While we're all our races are just on the camera. This is uh, this is a show where we talk about all sorts of crazy stuff having to do with the Elder Scrolls and the lore of the Elder Scrolls. I'm your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with my wonderful co-host for the first time in, like, months that he's been able to join us for a patron episode. Lotus Years of Doom. Even. <laughs> Years even. Our patrons are so excited to actually see you and talk to you again, Lotus. It, it was kind of funny. It seemed like uh, basically with three minutes to show start, uh, it was becoming more of a problem as I lost power uh, to a thunderstorm that hopefully will not be getting picked up on mic. Uh, yeah, most it's... weird sound effects outside directly neighborhood fireworks don't seem to get picked up. But uh, <laughs> it sounds all right. Not, Nothing's yeah, it's, coming it's through. It's not so far. pleasant outside right now. So if I mysteriously disappear for like a couple minutes while everything reboots again, it's because something blew up. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope nothing blows up on you. But um, we've we've fortunately have a cast of other characters to do a lot more talking. So it's not just you and I this week. Um, Mm -hmm. Our patrons are back. It's the end of the month. And we are discussing our favorite, favorite, favorite non Daedric princes, powers, gods, whatever you want to call them. Because we've been doing a whole lot of talking about Daedric Princes lately, so we're talking about things that aren't Daedric Princes and why they might be our favorites. So let's go through and introduce everybody. Ben of Tamaria is back. Ben, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, glad to have you. And then we have Rob the Princess joining us. Hello. Hello, Rob the Princess. And I'm T-Rex. Pretty swell. You're, well, that's great. T-Rex is back as well. She's uh, in a very dark room worshiping Sithis, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Or Namira. Primal Hail darkness. Sithis. Namira. Yep. Hail, Hail Sithis. Sithis. And that other voice, that other voice is uh, Captain Captain. Can I call you Captain Bayless? How about Professor Bayless? Yeah, I'm uh Captain Professor. I'm not big on boats. Yeah, well I you, well, you can call me Lord Professor. Lord yeah, Professor. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, I mean, we're still in the High Isle expansion. That's true. Captain's on brand at least. I think that's where my my brain must be. But then I'm, we also I'm not, have I'm not 
We we had this discussion before. I'm not a big fan of the beach boats. None of that. This yeah, is the no, pre-show. Not stuff. very seafaring. Yeah. Nah. yeah. This is why you need to show my, up for the pre-show ans- stuff. My ancestors might have been, but no. <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. Well. Thank you, Lord. Bayless. Um. And then we have Siege <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Siege Bro's back. Hey, Siege Bro. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. Uh, finally got my patron shirt. Nice. I'm feeling nice. pretty fresh. Oh, well, that's Sweet. that's the added bonus of those shirts is they, they have an extra fresh component. I paid a little bit extra <laughs> so that that was bundled to in. To include freshness. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then oh, there's... The design of my Azura one's coming off. It's starting to, like, peel off because I wear it so much. Oh, no! <laughs> Good Oh, Lord. no! How much do you wear it? Off, you've worn off the freshness. I mean, I've, I've like, for the nine months or so, like, probably 11 months now that I've had it, uh, I wear it pretty consistently, like, including to work. Nice. I'm really it. worried it's going to start happening to the Boethia one soon because that's like turn it inside out when you put it in the dryer. It preserves the shirt. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anything with print on it will wear out if you if you wash it enough. Um, but then well, we have one more. We have one more before we before we talk too much about uh, the shirts and stuff. We've got Falcon with a box or box <laughs> on joining us as well. Falcon, welcome back. Hello. Um, so guys, we're talking non Daedric princes here. This could go in so many different places. Would one of you like to kick us off? Do we want to? I mean, I know the professor has has a, a deeper concept for us, and we, we did some debating ahead of time as just to like, does this qualify? And ultimately, I was like, well, some of those theories uh, they kind of include I what to some people. What I was originally gonna say. Yeah, there I'm was no longer gonna be talking about the great spirits of the reach. I'm talking about your boring divines. <laughs> well, that's what, I guess that's we'll where we have to them. go. There's a lot of other stuff to talk about other than the. Daedric princes and the divines. There's like you know seven other pantheons at least. Yeah, like what the fat mother goddess of the needs? Would you like to talk about that? Beehives, beehives, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> beehives. Well, who wants to who wants to kick us off? Who has a definite idea of? I can start. All right, T Rex, kicking us <laughs> off. Well, of course, hail, hail Sithis. Hail Sithis. Yeah, so, it. I mean, to the surprise of no one. <laughs> no, it's not surprising at all. I absolutely, outside of the Daedric Princes, like that is my go-to, of course. So I like the Dark Brotherhood. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So we're talking like the Dark Brotherhood, their and conception I, of well, Sithis. And not just the Dark Brotherhood, but I also love... And I'm not a big Argonian play. I've never actually played an Argonian, but I absolutely love the concept of the shadow scales. The shadow scales are really cool. Yes. <laughs> um, murder. Secret murder. And just, yeah. That's just, just what you're into. Secret murder, the void. I mean, he's awesome. And I also kind of have like a few more that I kind of like outside of that. Like if I... Uh, the Green Lady and the Sylvanar, and then of course the Tribunal. But those are kind of my like those throw are your, in there. That's your list. That's your list. Yeah. So when it comes to Sithis, do you do you go with like a like a Dreadfather perspective on Sithis? Are you like Sithis is such a mysterious thing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Sithis according to nothing, Sithis is yeah. nothing, and yet still the something. The concept of the void in and of itself, but yet the void is still yeah. like active in the world somehow and has a will. Like, I mean, it's this yeah. weird. Yeah, of course. Since I always am a part of the Dark Brotherhood, no matter what Elder Scrolls game that I play, um, yeah, he is the Dread Father, um, and 
I mean, yeah, I mean, but he is the void. He is like everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Set this sim by C. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so is this like a common thing for you? The whole, like, is it, is it because of the dark and spooky thing? Is, is that like, were you, were you going to like goth concerts in your teenage years? Like, is this like a deep seated, no. like, or is it, or is it more about just like, I, I like this sneaky stabby brotherhood thing? Like, I like the sneaky stabby brotherhood thing. <laughs> so it's not even a universal like thing you just enjoy. It's kind of just very specifically like this, you know, the, this IP in general, this oh, yeah. one thing is kind of like that. That's like your hook into the series type of deal. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. I like, I don't know what it is. Like any game that I play, I'm always like the sneaky stabby type of player and so it naturally, you know, the Dark Brotherhood and Sithis fall in line with that. So. Sure. I mean, yeah. there's a literal cult <laughs> slash guild built in game around your play style. So I guess that is kind of probably a natural fit then. Yeah. Um, and I just and I, I guess I also love the fact that like it's so the Dark Brotherhood and especially Sithis, they're so like mysterious and like. I don't know. It's hard to explain. In the dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dark. Everything's like, in the dark. Like me right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, a side note here: there is a mod that came out for Skyrim VR that allows you to grab things in the environment, including other people, and like I've hold them and move them around and stuff. And weapons now actually hit things and create force and sort of knock people around, which means that if you're doing like sneaky stabby, you can go behind people and like cover their face their mouth and then just like stab them in the head or whatever it is intense i couldn't get it to work i, I tried installing I, it today but I, hmm. just one thing i've seen eso danny do his like vr stuff in skyrim and it's so funny because he always has lydia as his um <laughs> as his person and he just like he'll just like reach out and like caress her face and he's like, <laughs> right Right. So, yeah. 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 When I play, I always boot people's noses. Like they're like, I need you to go on this very important quest. It's going to be dangerous. And I'm like, you got it, buddy. Boop. <laughs> Just move on. So, um, all right. Anything else about Sithis you want to, you want to share before we move on to our next guest or anybody um, have any questions about Sithis? Yeah. If anyone has any questions, go ahead. Any all hail Sithis. About her, her particularly, you know, enjoyment of it nobody I mean, it kind of makes sense when it, when you're saying that it's just like if that's a you know if that's your play style so to speak the fact that this series has something that kind of links into your play style as like a major factor of the series kind of seems like oh, yeah. it's almost like designed for you because like it's one of those things you didn't even need to necessarily adapt to like oh i was looking for a guild and this one's most closely related to me. It seems like if that's your interest already, the fact that that's in the series is kind of like, oh, well, okay, cool. I guess I've already found my home and I didn't even yeah. need to look for it. And it's cool too, because like that was the first and really the only game that I've found something like that. I don't play a whole lot of video games, but like this series, like having that in it, it's like perfect. This one is the, my home. <laughs> one of the few games that embraces the murder hobo of the yeah. players. Yeah, for real. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's absolutely. Quite a few that do that, but not a whole lot. 
Yeah. 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 And there's it, even different like flavors of murder hobo in Elder Scrolls as well. So that's true. <laughs> I, I, I'm quite the murder hobo, but I really can't be bothered with the stealth aspect. So it's just like, all right, that's fine. I'll go with the just loud murder hobo approach. It still counts as stealth if no one lives to see it. That's also valid. I very rarely have to carry a bounty because no one remains to tell anybody about it. So that's actually a good question for T Rex. What's your favorite? way to uh method of murder Sithis. yeah <laughs> you know oh. you, do you kill everyone or do you kill who, who was selected like how do you honor Sithis? do you make it look like a like a an accident well if i'm just like going around i'm just if i'm <laughs> just if I'm murdering everybody of just course i'm walking down the, the street person, just like blade of wolf like, you and blade yeah you. In the, handing out like candy <laughs> Literally in Skyrim, that's all I would do. I would like just sneak up behind and be like, (laughs) and then (laughs) and in ESO too. But like, I don't. And I I really like the litany of blood aspect of the ESO Uh Uh because I mean that's a really cool concept. Mm Just so, going around finding somebody with a special eyeball. <laughs> right, right. So, okay. So here's what I want. I, I would love for you to do a series of where you play Skyrim, and you just try to murder everybody. Well, you can't. Well, you try. You you try to kill everyone you can. It gets sad, okay, man. so it gets right. real sad. Not, you can remove it, a essential status from most NPCs. Well, you can try. Some of them are like ingrained, like as yeah. You know, there's yeah. the majority of them. You can do that. There you go. But cough, cough, more with the kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Murder, murder. All everybody. that's left is like a handful of NPCs that you couldn't take the essential status off, and just the guards that keep respawning. Yeah. And so you're gonna have more empty. people to keep killing, which is great. It's just sad. It's very sad. Um, all right, so we need to move on because otherwise yep. this show's gonna be forever. <laughs> uh, so does anybody else pick Sithis? Did anyone else go? Oh, yeah, Sithis is on my list too. Oh, yeah. Ben of yeah. Tamaria. A technicality. I mean, <laughs> Dark Brotherhood. That's another, another, another Dark, Dark Brotherhood. Okay, so same question to you. What's, what's, what's your, what's your enjoyment of that? Again, were you going to like goth shows as a teenager? Or? So growing up, I mean, I love the Assassin's Creed series. So okay. I, felt that, I fell in love with that. You'll. I was on the history <laughs> aspect of it. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say you were in band. <laughs> oh. Wait, is there right, a connection well, between what? liking Assassin's Creed and people who okay, are in I'm a band? Sorry, this is a Gen Z thing. The band kid meme is like. Oh, I was like, wait. So are I'm band, sorry. Are our band members like assassins? I, I had no, no idea. No, like the uh, the band kid meme is like, oh, they're they're like the big history nerd. They know all about that stuff, and then they watch uh, uh, a certain Minecraft well, YouTuber that you didn't show his face. Sentence, coming for you. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about the whole Minecraft. Don't thing, know about that. Like the guy, the guy with the guy with the the, the, the green and the mask. All right. No. Well, uh, back on the topic, the Ben. Anyway, let's let's get back to Ben's perspective on this. Ben, so uh, so why else do you love uh, the Dark Brothers, the dark I the mean, dark bubs? Just just like T Rex, uh, I like the whole sneaky stabby type of gameplay. Uh, that was mainly that, and then um, I like the the mystery of everything. How they're known but they're also not known throughout the world mm-hmm. yeah they're I mean, laughing at me because i said be dark anybody. brothers because <laughs> that sounds like it could I'm be something not else to laugh at it <laughs> it's kind of a funny slip <laughs> i mean they're the dark brotherhood it's dark bros 
It's cool. Dark bros. Dark bros. Dark um, broskies. So, okay. So the, the sneaky stab. Do, do you, do you do? Okay. So here's a question. Most people, when they play like Skyrim, for example, and they're doing sneaky stabby stuff, the room, what they're really doing is sneaky Bowie stuff, like sneaky shooty. Really? Right. Like yeah. very few people actually like get right up on people with a dagger. Wait, really? I, that's yeah, I my perception say, is that like I think most people because that's the whole meme most people I mean yeah the, do the stealth archer stealth archer because no, it's easier you're actually, like going in like doing it like legit like you actually care and you're not just like playing it to like play it I think that's still like, a yeah, minority I think that's a, I think that's a minority <laughs> and so well, Ben do, do you go up behind people do you like max out like the the dagger damage and like kill people I do. Up close? I max out both <laughs> Yeah, but do you do you go for the dagger first, or do you shoot from a distance and then? Um, depend. It depends on the target. Okay. Base. So yeah, it, it really depends on the target. Like I took, like playing Assassin's Creed. Like depending on what happens in that game. Like to, if my target's too far away, I'll just use. Depending on what which game, I use a crossbow or you know the hidden gun or whatnot, or I'll just go up behind them, stab them, and duck in an alley. Yeah, clean off the blood. You know, move on. Yeah. 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 So is there anything about Sithis specifically that you think is particularly interesting or how Sithis is more like you said earlier, it's a void, but still like alive. Yeah. So, it's, it's like, like there's like a that, personality that concept, somehow. As, yeah. That concept of nothing being something is just intriguing in, in itself. Mm hmm. Yeah, I have to wonder if that's just the limitations of, like, say, you know, we as mortals in our imagination, like, we, we want to personify things mm -hmm. all the time. So is that, is it actually representative of Sithis itself, or is it a, just a mortal way of explaining things and putting some sort of, you know, face to it, intentionality? Yeah. Anybody else have any other questions about Sithis? Sithis was an anime girl. What would it look like? <laughs> I'm talking about personifying Dude. things that aren't personified and when you look at like what the mm -hmm. internet does they just turn it into an anime Rob, girl there's this oh, there's yeah. black, black hair real dark eyeshadow <laughs> there we go Rob, there there's we go. literally an anime Pale about skin. Uh, they make uh, the the Lovecraftian eldritch god Nyarlathotep into an anime girl there we go everything's into an anime girl these days there you go. No, but that was there like you. back in the day that was like early 2000s that's like that's just a classic dude Okay. It's it's, it's a, a trend. It's a it's a classic trend now. It's just it's just the way we are as people. And now, like we have a uh, didn't didn't somebody make like a it, first it was they made the Earth into one and then yeah uh, like uh, yeah it just went downhill from. I'm there. pretty sure they've made the like coronavirus into an anime girl. Anyways, we're getting off topic. This again. is yeah, this is a wonderful <laughs> rabbit trail. But um, Ben, <laughs> I think we're we're ready to move on to somebody else. So they we got two Arthurnax into one. Two people who are big into Sithis. Anybody else? <clears throat> Anybody yeah, else? mine is Sithis. Falcon is also okay. So wow, so same questions. Lots of lots of Sithis love. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about why you're into Sithis and then also your sneaky stabby play style. So, so like the uh, like the chaos aspect of it all, the the cha the change it bring it. Yeah, I'll go with it. It's fine. Brings. Sure. Um, <laughs> them always works if you're not them. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, the 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 chaos and cha change they bring to everything with. Uh, at first, Sith, this is killing everyone to send to the void for to bring their change. Um, 
yeah, just the chaos I like. Chaos. So when you play and you're doing your sneaky stabby stuff, we, we just had the debate about like yeah. bows getting up in close. So I think daggers are way more fun than bows. Bows are the are the easy way out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so depending on the uh, target, you you know use the dagger, kill them, and then you then I drag them to the most public place I can find. <laughs> I thought you were going to say to like a, a secret show. little hidey hole, like a nope. corner or under a bush. Just but you're make like, it as known as I can. Wow. So you're like, it's you like bring them out into the Chancellor. square. Yeah. So you just bring them out into the middle of the square. Just like yeah. anybody else wants some. Like drag Narfia across the river in Tiverstead. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, don't bring wow. Narfia into this. <laughs> wow. I get emotional every time. How do you feel about that one Lucy in the chance line where he says, uh, dear brother, I do not spread rumors. I create them. Mm. You vibe <laughs> with that? This, that's a good one. It. Absolutely. It sounds like what Falcon is doing here. Uh, yeah. That Skyrim VR mod, you can also pick people up and sling them over your shoulder in order to like oh, haul them good. around. <laughs> yeah. So you could nice. murder people and then just like carry them around and then dump them somewhere. Like Leave Narfi like alone. NPR. <laughs> Nobody said it was Narfi anymore. You're the one who's still thinking about him. So uh, let it go, man. So any other any other things, Falcon? Any other uh, reasons or comments I mean, on nothing, this? Not, nothing. The other ones in cover already. Just just be repeating them. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's that's cool. I mean, Sithis is is cool. We've got three we've got three dark brotherhood murderers among us um good to know that we could if we need you summon you to kill the person trying to kill us i'll be loyal so i won't like come after you but i i will assist you if you need it i appreciate that i appreciate that um we'll tell you what we've gotten through like half of the group why don't we take a quick break to thank you guys our patrons and then we'll be right back i am so excited about our sponsor this week marvel strike force i freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike, where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Hamishmorak. Dragonborn, and you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. 
All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. We get to thank our patrons, all of these guys who help support the show and make this something that I can do full time. Thank you so very much. I very, very much appreciate it. I'm so glad that you're able to join me for the chat as well. And everyone else who supports the Patreon, including our newest patron, Aiden W. Welcome to the Patreon. That means we're up to 109 We've got ourselves like a little village going on here. 109 patrons and a big shout out to our Daedric Princes, Mr. Gami Boy, Kira, Noodle Al Dente, and Riverwood Chicken. That's uh, that's just it's going to be a quick little middle of the show this week. We don't have any new reviews to read out, but if you'd like to drop us one of those on Apple Podcasts, I'll read it out in the future. And ratings on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are extremely beneficial. So thank you to everyone who takes time to do that. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. Well, that, that is why. Yeah, that, this, was, <laughs> this one was speaking right to you guys. All right, who wants to move on from Sithis? We've got we've got three of you guys who haven't gone yet. I, don't, I feel like the professor's got a lot to say, some, some interesting stuff. Should we just move on with the professor? Mine's kind of, mine's actually kind of tying in. Mostly, I was going to say, I'm waiting for misdirection mm-hmm. and just spoiler alert: literally everyone has said this. <laughs> Everybody said this. All right, well, Lord <laughs> Professor, why don't okay. why don't you take us on so a little, Sithis, take us on a, not an, exactly, and a journey here, a journey of the mind. Well, using words and language, and as your mouth. we all know, uh, as I hope we all know. I hope enough of us know, rather. The direct spawn of the primordial forces of Stasis and Change, Anu and Padme are Anuiel and Sithis. Each of them directly spawns Ariel, the beginning of order and time, in the Arabus, who became the elven ancestor god of the elven ancestor gods, as opposed to Lorcan, the spawn of Sithis. Lorcan as well as his very interesting relationship with Ariel, and for the sake of ease, I'll just say Akatosh, even though... No, actually, no, for the sake of ease, I should say Ariel. Their, their dichotomy is pretty damn interesting, especially when you consider in the standard imperial faith, there seems to be quite a bit of overlap between the two. And... Should I... Pause for a second before I go into that bit. Uh, I mean, do you want to answer some questions about that, or, or do yeah, you, do you want to I, just take us on a little journey? If, if there's a specific clarification, I can. So Ariel and Akatosh are just different interpretations of the same god, is what you're getting at, right? More that one of them is comprised of elements of the other. My my perception, my understanding is that Akatosh is an imperial creation which is meant to simplify and kind of fuse certain aspects of both Shore, as in Lorcan, and Ariel in the process of Alicia making the Eight Divines Pantheon for the sake of uh, compromise between her old Mary worshipping subjects, the Needs, and the few elves who, not few, but the portion of the alien civilization who supported her, and the Nords who she also very much had to keep... Uh, keep satisfied following her rise to power. The thing is, if you, if you really look into a lot of what's attributed to Akatosh in the histories you'll see of Alicia's rebellion, a lot of those things don't really add up for 
a god who would be directly considered an alternate version of an elven deity. Specifically, sending an aspect of uh, sending an aspect of Lorcan or Shore Ashezerine in the form of Pelena Whitestrake, who is quite literally composed of a diamond made as a result of a drop of Lorcan's blood falling from his heart as it flew across the sky into Red Mountain, or into where Red Mountain would eventually come from. And furthermore, it doesn't make as much sense to me that the Handmaiden of Kine in Mara would be sent by Akatosh as opposed to Kine being supported by her husband, supporting the rebellion of humans for liberty from the elves. All of it seems to point a lot more towards Shore having a stronger connection to this initial rebellion. To the point where I think that realistically, considering just our basic understanding that history, any text written, the author has a specific intention where a lot of these texts would be altered to contain a more time-appropriate name, whatever god originally was conceived by Alessia before being mostly broken down by the Maracati selectives in their breaking of the dragon in the middle of dawn, seemingly comprised of a lot more aspects combining the two than primarily just being an elven or human god. It's, sorry, is there a dog in the background? Yeah, there is. Because <laughs> there's a lot of like yeah. foley work happening. I'm trying not to crack up so, while you're talking about this. Um, a piece go ahead, Rob. I've never really associated a lot of what you're talking about with Akatosh. It's like uh, Akatosh has, is like a mannish perspective of Ariel. And so it's going to have some mannish things about it, which might resemble Shore and Lorcan, I guess. But I've never seen it supposed to be tied to Shore or Lorcan directly. That's just kind of always been its separate thing. There have been the divines, and there's been Lorcan, who is not a divine, but is still kind of seen as another god. Yeah, it's it's kind of a chicken and an egg thing. I, I think I think you guys yeah. are onto some very interesting things here. Like anything that the mannish race is going to do to be talking about a deity that is a derivative of in the elven pantheon is going to have pro-mankind qualities. Mm-hmm. Who has pro-mankind qualities? Lorcan. So did that happen because uh, in the in the meta situation of it all, those two things fused? Or did that happen from a cultural perspective in that mankind wasn't going to worship a deity unless they imposed on it the belief that it was pro-mankind? Right. I believe so, that in this situation, we can't specifically say mankind as a whole because it's more of a compromise between the groups of the liberated uh, Nedic slaves of Cyrodiil who followed the elven pantheon imposed by the Aelids, bar obviously the Daedra, who presumably led to the hedonism which developed into the horrific tortures that was forced upon them, as opposed to the very traditional Nordic pantheon the Nords would have followed which is seemingly what Alessia needed to combine with the traditional uh, elven pantheon to make her original concept of the eight divines. I guess my disagreement with you is also in agreeance with you because you're agreeing that like it doesn't make too much sense to pin that to Akatosh, and I agree because I, I would say it is more pinned solely to Shore or Lorcan themselves and not as much to Akatosh. I think... Uh, I think it's just a bit of a misunderstanding. The point I'm trying to make is that I find Akatosh very intriguing because it seems to be a synthesis of lots of ideas which are needed to be uh, needed to be 
a symbol of the empire in and of itself, but can't be directly included as the primary deity for a cosmopolitan group who is meant to be unified and not subjugating one group over the other and not favoring either human manish or mer right, races. Right, right. I, I get where you're going with this. I think that, yeah, I, I think I, on, uh, on a meta level, that I would like to bring up. Sure. Uh, but on, on a meta level, I think that this, the reason why this kind of question even exists is because the lore was written backwards and was adjusted over time through many, many games by many, many authors. So the complexity that we can see in all this, I think is probably not necessarily intentional. It's just that you had lots of people contributing to baking this thing almost in reverse. Well, <laughs> yeah, obviously, but it's more fun to think about it as in its own right, historical sure, context. Sure, sure, sure. I, I mean, the, the one thing just like before you jump into your next point, just kind of off what you just mentioned, uh, which is one of the things I like about the writing of the series um, is because it has so many authors with it. Honestly, sometimes they could just have completely different directions to go with because they have whatever they have in mind for writing. Like this is out of like literally in game and more of like actually crafting the series from like a real world fourth wall breaking perspective everybody's going to have their story they're trying to tell for whatever reason. Um, but because the series has been around so long and it's been kind of adapted by so many different writers, it has this unique thing where in re like our real world, we essentially are all part of the writing team to the stories that go through for anecdotes and, you know, these long fables, whatever you want to, you know, whatever you want to adopt, it's different writers that make it, which is weird because this series, which is a work of fiction is made by people from the real world, writing different perspectives in the fiction to craft the fiction. So it's like oddly mimicking our real world in the way the stories are being told. Mm -hmm. So this idea of it, like with it not having a definitive answer, like we were saying, it's like, well, I don't necessarily see it like this, or I do understand what you're saying from this perspective and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting because that's such a real world thing where you try to try to get in the headspace of who was actually writing it. So it's, it's a weird situation where it's like these cultures in the series who crafted these stories so that they would mesh with their, their lives and the people like that are also being written by different groups of people doing the exact same thing. So it gets like real meta head trippy type of thing. When you think of it like that, right. it's kind of like, it's kind of like reading a, um, like one of Grimm's fairy tales. If you actually read the text from Grimm's fairy tales, it was comp they were compilations of stories that were passed down by by word of mouth over yep. centuries and centuries and centuries. Right. So in one story that comprises maybe three or four pages of a of a you know a modern day book, different paragraphs will have been influenced by different traditions over centuries. So you have like a pagan tradition talking about like a talking broom and how mm -hmm. that's completely normal. And then all of a sudden the paragraph after that, we'll talk about how the talking broom is the devil. And because now all of a sudden the Christians showed up and they're, they're, mm -hmm. they're cramming their stuff in. So what, what's cool about what you're talking about, uh, Lord professor is that, um, is that you're kind of, it's almost like you're peeling back the layers of these, different groups and their roles and the way that they were either seeing or writing about 
the these deities in order to better fit their time and their culture or their agenda. And that kind of is inherent to the series in a way, simply because of like Lotus is saying the way it was crafted over time by the writers. It actually Which is a natural result of the primary method of storytelling being the unreliable narrator. Right. Right. It's, it's, right. Yeah. It makes it yeah. very it's it's one of the things that I guess either people really are just like, ah, this is too. It's, it's the make or break for whether or not you like, like it. Bail on it or yeah. like it's us, the difference it's between like, oh, like, this is uh, super fascinating. I love this yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's the difference between like uh, from soft lore versus like the Elder Scrolls. Like there is like definitive sources for this. So you don't have to make interpret interpretations of something vague. You have to decide who you believe. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. And and maybe all of them are parts. maybe all of them are not a hundred percent right. Exactly. Right. Which like, is probably the most realistic way of going about it by taking as much of the grains of truth from one thing as you can piece right. it together. Yeah. It's yeah. unlikely yeah. that anybody is the full authentic. truth. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool stuff. I um, do have one more point though that I think uh, ties into my idea that Akatosh is basically just an amalgamation of ideas, which is meant to solidify the imperial faith as a general as a good enough stand-in that most tamrielic uh, groups could find some logic in it in that um if we acknowledge that even before the elven influence most of those needed groups presumably had their star worship whatever they had there presumably it may have and unsurprising since this is coming from me probably had some relations to reach worship where the God they revere for order and stasis and functions actively going through being Periite as the dragon imagery, which also ties in with the order of Akatosh being the aspect of time in the present, where the whole idea of the three stages being Ariel of the beginning, Akatosh of the present, and uh, Alduin as the end, ties in with the time God for the Nords. You can really kind of see the ordered stasis and functionally continuing really tying in perfectly with the two-faced dragon god it i find akatosh very interesting just because of all these ways that you can tie it together just with these minor things that probably some writers thought to themselves like i'll, I'll honestly bet you some guy writing in the writing team behind daggerfall just saw oh our time god's kind of a dragon Let's make this like uh, or this orderly God who does like a uh, natural things like the cycles and stuff like that. Let's make him a dragon. That'd be cute. Yeah. They're, they're, and then they're kind of similar into that right. entire rant that I went on. Right. Right. And they're similar enough. And then, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then a decade later tied together. So well, a decade later, two or three other writers on some minor quests or whatever have contributed stuff. And they're like, well, let's take that and flesh it out yeah. a little bit, but let's not really tell anyone else. And let's not make it a main focus of any of the games. And then all of a sudden Skyrim comes on and we're like, oh, now we've got dragons and Alduin. Okay. Well, let's flesh out a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's cool how all those kind of layers intersect. And uh, the one other funny little thing I'd like to point out that I think is my last point to why I say uh, I, I'm like 99% sure that if you were to speak to Alessia at that time before any of the dragon break that occurred through the actions of the Maricotti Selective, initially it was probably sure is because in being sent by the Divines, uh, the two heroes that were sent to her, one being Morehouse, the other being Pelinal, Morehouse, when he first sees Pelinal, greets him as uncle, which makes sense because Pelinal being the alternate aspect of Shore, who is, in that belief, Kynes' husband. So being just sort of like a parallel to the father figure, 
it's just kind of like the nail in the coffin for me that just kind of ties in like yeah, I think it, you're, I think you're tapping into Nordic than Zero Merrick. Yeah, you're, you're tapping into a lot of Kirk Brideian stuff there. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So cool not that stuff. There's anything um, wrong with that? Not that there's anything wrong with it. It just gets super <laughs> wacky. <laughs> but but just getting all loaded. I, I tried to I tried to leave like some of those. I tried to leave some of the the the, the more complex stuff, only the more grounded things that I could realistically see like Bethesda putting in in just a radiant lore book in the next game. Hmm. Things that aren't too over the top, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Well, that's, very, that's very cool stuff. Are you going to do like a Professor Bailey's speech on, on this one of these concepts or this concept? Well, the after concept? I get through, uh, the first plan is going to be going through the basic timeline and getting a baseline of a lot of this information before going in depth into certain topics. But that totally is understand. 100% on the list once I get up to around the Maricotti selective era of the first era and when I go more in depth to the history. Yeah. I got you. Well, cool, man. Cool. All right. Well, we've got two other people to get to. I want to say something quick about Agathosh, and I'll try to be quick. Sure. Go for I do it. find him to be very interesting that he seems to be one of the few Adra or Divines or however you can classify him as kind of more of a social construct more than the other Divines because before the like uh, the first dragon break before the Alessian rebellion all that there wasn't any written record of him ever existing really it was always Ariel Ariel this Ariel that and then they just decided to make a new god and before that like there was no written existence of Akatosh ever existing so he's more of a social construct than any other god at all he, i'm not saying he is fake but he probably is a, as much of a divine as the rest but it's just interesting how much of it was just to it's in the same way that, that talus was considered a divine it's mm, less so it's an interpret say. i'd say more it's yeah i i agree with you i'm just saying yeah. i think that it works as in the cultural understanding of a certain aspect and the way it's interpreted as a being being translated to one of these gods they worship is very similar but i don't want to keep too much longer because yeah. we are spent enough yeah. time on it but that yeah i just find yeah. that to be interesting same thing with raymond right yeah he was so kind of deified i know what you mean so rob do you want to go you want to go next uh sure yeah um Akatosh. For, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> for anyone so, you know watching the video it's always pretty easy to guess what i'm about to talk about because i try to incorporate a background when i can and behind it, i was really talking about her husband the, yeah, I was really enjoying the background you had prepped for this one. Yes, good old Kine, or Kinnereth, or Kinarthi, or Tava, technically. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really picky on the specific iteration, but uh, I am a really big fan of this god. Um, I the love kiss my at the end? That's another name. I was trying yeah. to remember it. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the just one. an alias for one of the uh, iterations, I think. Um but yeah, I, and she really does embody so much. And it's interesting how, um, especially in the Nordic pantheon, but it seems like a lot of the Manish pantheons before the Imperial influence really honed in on them. They all, at first, the, the word I want to say is uh, matriarchal for their pantheon, but that's not quite the right word. It's more maternal than anything. They have mm. a very maternal outlook on a lot of their pantheon and uh, kind, Kinnereth or whatever, is the mother of these ones which is interesting because you'd think mara would represent that more than anything but in most of the iterations she is the um the lead she's the wife of shore or lorcon 
or the handmaiden, whatever, um, or not handmaiden, uh, Mara is a handmaiden. And so it's interesting that, you know, she represents a motherhood to the gods and then Mara is like motherhood to the people. But then on the same note, like in the Nordic religion, um, she's the kind is the creator of the, um, the, the Nordic people and all of the animals in there. So it's like, she is more of a mother than Mara. And, uh, she's also the one who leads the, and several of the religions, the, the Khajiiti religion, all of uh, the, the Nordic religion, she's the one who leads them to their death. So no need for RK. We got the, the death God already. No need for the mother God. We got that already. Like, <laughs> so let's just get is, rid of all of them. We'll just worship. You know, yeah. Yeah. She, the perfect she is the, like the girl boss for yeah, sure. Yeah. What do you think about the whole, um, wife of shore Lorcan thing? Uh, I think that's a way to, uh, have a character that was already interesting and they're like, oh, but it's not a man. We need to, we need to make an interesting man instead. And so they just made her the wife of the next interesting God. I think they should have kept her at the <laughs> forefront. Um, well, I mean, it, it's kind of, so I when, provide a counterpoint to when that, you, actually, when you well, real quick, just, well, yeah, after, yeah. Uh, let me just say something. When you, oftentimes when you hear that, like, so-and-so is the wife of some other deity, it's not just a, like, a marriage male-female thing. It's a way of associating them more closely than saying that they were, you know, they're both just part of the same pantheon, or even if they're both siblings. Uh, mm -hmm. The wife, like, you choose your spouse. And so the idea that like she is closely tied to shore in, in a very fundamental kind of way. And yet Shore's no longer around, but she is it's there's, there's an importance there. I think that's implied yeah. by that and, and a similarity to shore, even if shore doesn't, you know, isn't supposed to still be around or whatever. But if anything, I think the better approach would have been for her to be an incarnation of Lorcan herself. That would have, I think, because uh, being like the chief deity, it would have tied it in more mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to making her like the the second hand to the, the you know, the favorite managed god of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Professor, but you that's you're going to chime in with something. I was going to say, I think that fundamentally them being completely separate entities to begin with. But Kinnereth or kind whatever we're going to go with finding purpose in the acting as the skies and the nature and the weather of the mortal realm that Lorcan created with the, with the whole, essentially him giving her purpose by that, her understanding that I'm going with there makes a, a whole lot of sense for why it would seem like more of a, not, I don't want to say give and take, but more like. It's like a symbiotic relationship. Symbiotic. Because, yeah. I, I know exactly mm -hmm. what yeah. you're, <laughs> what you're getting yeah. at. I, I can see that. Yeah. 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 I think, I think as a duo, they work very well. And I don't want to sound too bitter about that whole thing. I just, I think personally, I would have found it more interesting for her to be the, hold the soul main role. Uh, but I, I think the pairing with her and Shore is an interesting pairing altogether. To be I, fair though, it is pretty badass that she's essentially being the single mom for the entire Nordic race. <laughs> yeah. like, come on. That's, you got to give her credit there. That's Not pretty just awesome. the Nordic race. When, when she, uh, put her breath onto the the mountain. She the throat of the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She created all life. She created all animals, all <laughs> the plants, all of the the Nord men, uh, menish people, not men specifically, right, but yeah, right. like mankind. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, she created everything, and it's just that seems more like a Lorcan role than 
having just a second entity to represent that instead. That was just my, I, I realized my initial response sounded a bit bitter and I didn't want it to come out that way. I follow what you mean, man. You're like, you, you're putting it very well. Yeah. yeah. No, that's cool. I, I like this perspective. This I, got, is really cool. I would like to ask you one thing though. Do you really subscribe to the very literal description of breathing life onto the throat of the world and like creating the Nords as the children of the sky? Uh, I mean, like, do you, do I believe that that's what happened? Is that what you mean? Are you choosing to go with that? Are you a literalist? Are you a, are you a very, or how are you going to go <laughs> about that? Because uh, I have my way I interpret that, but I, I'd like to hear uh, Are you a I kind mean, evangelical? <laughs> I think that, um, Kinnereth or Kine or whatever you want to call her is the most important deity in the entire Arbus as a whole. But I don't necessarily think that all of the stories about her are 100 percent true. So, no, I wouldn't say that exactly, but they're every story is based in truth. So to an extent, yes, she did have some part in creating them and she probably had some extent into giving the Nord uh, uh, the ability to use the Thum and um, that's the way I interpreted it. I assumed the, the breathing life and all yeah. of that. That's it, that's the more yeah. the way I interpreted yeah. it. Like the whole breathing life onto the throat of the world is in Skyrim itself, the original, like at Morin's, like yeah. the difference between the clarification. I I think that we're sort of on the same page there. Yeah, usually that's yeah. usually it comes down to more figurative thing than it is literal. Yeah. But it's fun for a population to believe literally that that happened because it's easier to picture. Um, that's typically Rob, the way the, way the stuff now. works. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on. So. I just want to like embrace the archetypes of what, why I like her so much. I, I am, was an edgy goth teenager. So she, <laughs> she embraces the so uh, not aspect. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I think you meant to say Sithis. <laughs> no, Sithis is garbage. Um, <laughs> Based. <laughs> Sithis is like the goth Sima. band that you don't like. Wait and you're like, second, no, no, those wait, guys Sithis are lame. Just like the, like the grandpa, essentially. It, it, it's it like her father-in-law. It all makes sense when it ties together. So I got my, my goth years and my teenage years. And she is effectively the Grim Reaper. She is the god that, you know, guides the these people to the afterlife. She's the psychopomp of death. She is the Grim Reaper. And so it's kind of, you know, death culty and interesting in that way. But then also, um, I love my pirates. Pirates are cool as hell. Love that <laughs> aesthetic. Love that look. And she is the goddess of the storms, the goddess of the seas, the goddess of the winds. Uh, the sailors worship her and pray for her mercy when they go to sail. Like, she is the pirate god as well. And that ties in really nicely and on top of that just the perfect trifecta she is the hippie god the nature god the one who created all life and is the reason why animals are such beautiful creatures and uh, everything's so beautiful and nature and green mm. like tie all three of those together into one god how are you going to choose anyone else beautiful beautiful somebody needs to do the what's a pirate's favorite letter joke i refuse <laughs> <laughs> well well said rob um <laughs> very cool stuff let's move C. on we've got I, one I had, more i had one question though <laughs> it's the c <laughs> well, let's say let's r. yeah r but it's not r it's the c yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. I, I want um, to know rob how do you feel about uh the thum just kind of being arguably kind of shafted by the lore added in skyrim being related to the dragon cult and all that do you feel that it did, I, I feel like you'll probably agree with me but do you I agree that it would have been a lot better if it was just like a breath thing, like purely kind, the air that she, in the air that she represents, 
going into the Nords and coming out. Who's to say both can't be true? Every story is based in truth, and I think it is still true. But in a realistic way, she gave the ability by sending Parthenax to them. You know, like if you want to look at like a Christian standpoint, there's always like, oh, God, why didn't you send me the help I needed? And it's like, oh, you rejected all the help. I sent you a doctor. I sent you all this. Like that. there's that Christian story that does the same thing. Kine may not have directly given them that mean, but they gave uh, kind gave the men the means to learn the film by introducing the dragons to uh, their culture. So both can be true. I like that. Yeah. I like that. that. Yeah, that's that's a fair way to put it. I think I'll. Well you said. Changed my opinion. Well said, Rob. And, like changed. <laughs> well said. All right. Well, we need to move on to Siege Bro because he's been waiting. Siege Bro. Yes. Siege Bro. Don't disappoint me with Sithis, please. I do. I do want to say I really like. I really like Bayless's lecture, and I think Rob had a very good set of points about kind. That was awesome to hear about. Awesome. Awesome. Let me explain to you why I'm Nord pilled. Uh, just give me one second. So your your camera stopped working. Yeah, um, this camera's been and, paused for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and the audio is a uh, is a little bit spiky. But just it's your boy Heimskier. And I'm here to tell you oh. <laughs> this is even better. But maggots <laughs> rising in the filth compared to Talos. You like Sithis? It's not the second age anymore, man. You like Shore? It's your grandpa's religion. <laughs> you like Akatosh? Whack. His son Alduin? Whack. Everything about him is whack. He's not even the creator in his own creation story. Talos is where it's at, man. <laughs> That's amazing. This is um, amazing. Bro, what's, what's so great about this is that for some reason your connection is like laggy and it was just you sitting there on the couch smiling while we heard your voice and then all of a sudden the camera starts working again and you're in a robe like that was the preaching at us for your camera to readjust from the lag because it literally looked like it was paused and then like for dramatic effect it was just like boom perfect cut to it's you a blessing from talos that is amazing like, praise me well, yeah so yeah for anybody who's not watching the video version of this this, you have missed absolute gold. Go to Elder Scrolls Lorecast on YouTube. This will be Tom, up on YouTube. Go check plug. it out. Do the plug. Yeah, yeah, go check it out. Um, Siege Bro, you <sighs> might want to, yeah, I think it's frozen again. You might want to turn off the camera part so that we can at least hear what the rest you're going to say, the rest of what you're going to say, but without it like messing up. Um, yeah, his connection's a bit rough, but that was amazing. Yeah. Are you Thank still, you so much. That was the best thing that's ever Are happened you on the show. still there? Oh my God, I hope he's here still. Uh, he's just he's again just oh, sitting there. Tell oh, me it didn't oh, drop after that. that. The camera the camera's gone. All right, we'll give him a minute. Yeah, but let's just talk about how cool that was for a second. <laughs> that was so that was awesome, amazing. I want him on my show. What do I talk about? Like the the triad yeah. that makes up like Talos. Because that was amazing. Gig and Chat says he's been <laughs> taken out by the Dark Brotherhood. Hey, Siege, are you there? Chad, are you there? Hey, you're back. Are you back? <gasps> Uh, I think it's, it's still gems. lagging. Oh no, no, I'm I'm just that still man. I'm just that I'm just that still. <laughs> You're just that still. Um, go ahead and turn off your camera. I think it'll fix the the bandwidth issue, and then you can talk, and we won't get any interruptions. Can, can you guys hear me now? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah, now you sound but good. But the camera's stuck. But 
um yeah so okay so oh talos God, right amazing we need to can stop the visual blowing our brains yeah we can we can hear oh. you okay so um so go on tell us more about this who is who is this talos you're talking about oh no are we losing connection again oh that was so epic for us to be like oh my god for it to be ruined that's that such a letdown that's i was gonna say that was tragedy. so masterfully done i'm like uh, crushed oh maybe Flying, um, yeah uh, i'm hoping you guys can hear right now oh now like he sounds like a robot yeah, okay. he's like oh, a dying robot oh uh, maybe you can disconnect and reconnect um so anticlimactic i know right <laughs> that was so good <laughs> now i feel bad for not dressing up oh <laughs> i was gonna be in costume now crap <laughs> so was I. next time next time no yeah, robot warning yeah, in chat. Next time. Well, I told him to disconnect and reconnect. Let's see if it fixes. Yeah, maybe it'll resync when he joins. Yeah, sometimes that just uh, fixes it enough. But while he's gone, right, we can Siege talk bro. crap about Talos. Right. We can talk crap about Talos. <laughs> Siege bro, you're back. Siege bro is connecting to oh, audio. Crap. I mean, Talos is great. Talos, Talos is wonderful. Siege bro. Right. There you crossed. go. Is it working better? Looks he's like cold. it might be working better. All right. Am I back? Can you, you hear me? Yeah. Much the, the, better. The video is yeah, a little sketchy. Turn turn right. the video off I, and I, then... I've taken enough time. I just want to say you like Debella, you like Mara. It's for milk drinkers and poets. <laughs> I won't even acknowledge the magician's name because I don't know it. Because I'm a freaking <laughs> Nord. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 It just Dude, keeps getting better. It just keeps getting better. <laughs> Do you have any more? Do you want to give us some more stuff or is that it? How do you feel about the fact that Talos wasn't in the Nord Pantheon at any point ever? Yeah, actually, that's pretty basic. The you, see good this? Point. you see this? Is he going to throw it? He, he got, got some milk. He's throwing a milk. He's throwing a gallon of milk around. Yeah. Wow. Giga Chad. Wow. All right. Well, I'm not arguing with him. I'm going to get Steve beamed Brock, by a ask you one question? Giga. What? Steve, <laughs> I have a question for you. Please go ahead. What, what about the fact that Talos is an imperial god? <laughs> Talos, <laughs> Septum, who cares? We, we, You know what? Like I said, Shore is grandpa's religion. You know, they they got their strength from racism. Provable fact with Wolfrad. Shore is all about oh, yeah, uniting okay. humanity as a whole. Doesn't matter if you're a red guard, imperialist. Wait, sure we're a little, we're a little sketchy on the Bretons, but we'll, we'll see. How do you feel about the Altmer? <laughs> Their blood goes great on Uthrad. Yeah. I was thinking more a Kulakan, but or no, that'd be the Aluminium. But <laughs> did you just say Altmer? <laughs> you just got real <laughs> close to the camera. <laughs> wow. I don't I'm know sorry. what you All drank right. before this cast, Siege Bro, but you should be drinking. Probably a lot of mead. <laughs> I just want to say that Siege Bro officially wins the Patreon chat. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to have it with the rant. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Blessings of Talos. He's turning into a robot again. <laughs> Blessings of Talos upon you, too, too, Siege Bro. for this beer camera, wow. this mere mortal camera I to think, capture. Yeah, I think the show has peaked. I think that's going to do it for today's Downhill. episode. There's, <laughs> we can't do better than this. This is it. 
This is it. Tom Quibble, you're ahead. Oh, yeah, we're, this we're, is the last episode. episode. We're wrapping it up. You're, you're the show's done. From here, man. <laughs> but um, but oh in all seriousness, God, guys, no. thank you for joining me. This has been super fun. Um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Each of you will have a chance to share whatever you're doing or ways people can reach out to you. But first, Lotus, um, thanks for joining us for uh, a yeah, chat. Question though, did yeah? we miss Falcon? Uh, no, we got Falcon. Falcon talked about Sithis. That's why. Yeah, he like, was just a blur of Sithis at the start. Yeah, <laughs> he was just a Sithis crowd. <sighs> a lot of Sithis. Yeah, they, they all just went with a more boring version of mine. <laughs> Real quick, what are, what are your <laughs> guys' choices? Robots and Lotus. What are our choices? Yeah, I'm I'm so bad at picking favorites. I didn't I didn't really come up with mine one. would go on for a while so i'll just give you a synopsis we can do a lore yeah. episode on it at some point but it's the ideal masters oh that's mm. such a good oh, one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew his mind so we'll have to <laughs> so we'll have to do a full we, we can do an actual lore cast on the ideal masters just because theoretically there's not that much on them but there's a lot on them at the same that time it's, it's gonna have to be the the next episode. Oh, yeah, Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled out my okay. After he finishes the Daedric Princess, <laughs> yeah, right. we, we still yeah. got to get through the Daedric Princess. We're we're getting closer. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, Tom, lightning round. What is, you know? Oh God, you gotta, I'm so bad at picking favorites. Like, oh God. Um, yeah, I, I just don't. I don't even know. Quick, everybody, I mean, Tuwaka, Tom. <laughs> Tuwaka. <laughs> <All right. laughs> God of nobody cares. Isn't that what hey, it is? What, hey, I mean, that seems very hey, There we go. <laughs> Look, I don't even care. Tuaka. I don't fine. even care. Tuaka. Like, Tuaka. Tuaka. Yeah. Ebon Arm. Who even remembers him <laughs> anymore? Stuff that nobody remembers. Yeah. Anymore. Nobody remembers right. Ebon Arm. And uh, just the void itself. Not even Sithis. Out of my knee. Just big empty yeah. space. Yeah. Just big empty space. Um, but guys, thank you for joining me. This has always been the the height of my month every week. Uh, every Every month. Every week, every week, I dream about the height of my month. We got to have words. Words. He's he's losing his mind. Siege was just too much for his. It was just too much. Siege with Talus overwhelmed me. I'm verklempt. Um, But thank you for joining me, everybody. This has been super awesome. Uh, Let's go back through everybody. Ben, you got anything cool going on? I know you do. Oh, I got a lot of cool things going on. Um, I am one of the hosts for Holocron Histories, one of the shows on the Robots Radio Network. We go over all things Star Wars, the lore, going over canon and legends. Uh, my Patreon chat is tomorrow, so if you want to feel free, jump in there. We do live shows 8 p.m. We are going to go over the our best fights in the Star Wars universe. Nice, so, nice. What's the channel? Mm-hmm. What's the channel name? People want to uh, just tune Holocron in. Histories on YouTube and Twitch. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks and for joining then, us. Yeah, and then I'm, you know, I'm taking your spot on Mondays with your lore cast. That's right. I'm going out of town next week. I will be on a boat for like most of the week. Um, and so Ben Ooh. is filling in as co-host for me for the Witcher lore cast on Monday night. So if you're into the Witcher and you want to check that show out, go for it and check it out live here on the Robots Radio channel. You'll see Ben and Toasty talking about. I don't know. I don't even know if I know what the topic is. I just know it's it's a best. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's a best year. That's yeah, right. So that's all I know. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, have fun with that. Uh, but that's awesome. All right, uh, Rob, you got anything going on? Uh, yeah, not like you know media stuff, but I you know I am the one of the guild officers for the Lorecasters Guild on ESO and the PC Guild, and uh, funnily enough, the um, 
White Streaks Mayhem event started today. And today. so after this podcast, we're going to be running around Cyrodiil, uh, killing Murdering elves. fools. Killing um, elves, specifically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like the AD. That's 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 it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I mean, there's an elf on every uh, alliance. So safely, you can say you're killing elves regardless of what alliance you're on. But That's true. That's true. But yeah, also, yeah. Kill the um, also, always try to give a shout out to the Sky Oblivion project, as I am a dev on that one. Uh, if you are interested in getting that project done, if you want to help out, even if you don't have any experience, reach out to me. Reach out to, you know, go to skyoblivion.com, I think is the website. Find out how you can help. Uh, there's pl- plenty of help needed there, regardless of your uh, level of expertise. Um, what else was there? I think that might have been it. You know, uh, oh, I guess you know, rob the princess. Catch me at Discord, Twitter, sometimes. Uh, play with, uh, some ESO with me and uh, join the guild, and we can go kill elves together. Awesome harmony together, killing things. <laughs> Wonderful, T Rex. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, you, you got anything um, going on? Anything? Share. I moved. And yeah. I got a new computer, so I had to re-download ESO. And I'm I'm also an elf. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no after this, I'm probably going to go to bed. <laughs> nice. Nice. So, well, yeah, that's, awesome. that's what I got going on. Yeah, enjoy and that new computer. Tonight. Oh, and yeah, I'm in the Discord and on Twitter and stuff, T-Rex. Very cool. Very cool. Professor. Lord Professor. What do you got going on? We can, we can stop that part. Can I, I'll, I'll just call you Lord. Can I just call you Lord? Please. I feel like Lord. Stop. Lord Professor. Lord. Now a commitment. I like it. I like it. Captain. Lord Captain Professor. Lord Professor Captain. Which order does that go in? Okay. Captain, Captain become a toasty Lord thing. Professor. I want to. Can we, can we just keep like the professor? They, that, that's all I want for this. <laughs> I have like a million stupid nicknames in like the rest of life. I. The, the the Lord thing that's like a meme I have at work. I don't want to bring that home. The more this you bothers did. you, the more I want to keep doing it. Yeah, you're turning this in. Like I don't know if you I am. A, the, I am an older orcast. sibling. Yeah, I am an older sibling. So by my nature, <laughs> if it bothers you, then he's just going to stare. He's just going to simplify. All right, all let's move on to Falcon. To pro. It's not even <laughs> Professor anymore. This is like no. We need less less letters. We're down to just Pro. <laughs> so where can people tune in your stuff, uh, Professor? I was nice that time. Thank you, <laughs> Professor Bayless, on everything. The <laughs> I just wanted to say the plan is uh, next Monday. Well, yeah, next Monday, not the one in five days. Uh huh. Right, the one upcoming. I, I plan on streaming the recording of the first episode for my lectures classes because nice. I want to have an opportunity for anyone interested, so you could raise your hand in class and. Just coming in chat and ask a question. Very cool. Where, stuff like that. Where can they tune in? What What's the channel name? Uh, it's Professor Bayless on literally everything. Professor spelled as it always is B A E L U S. Got it. Like like Bay. Nice and easy. Like like that's my Bay. That's my Bay. That's my Bay. I love that prof. Did I ruin that for you? Such a Bay. He's leaving. He's just gone. All right, Falcon. Falcon, you got anything else you want to share? Um, if I was over. 21, I'd say you guys are going to make me drink. <laughs> Go ahead, Falcon. Uh, over the last 
uh, like about two weeks ago, I start, started to work on a game. And so I'm going to go on that. I'm going to make a like Twitter and stuff for it when it's at a comfortable state. Nice. So this is like your own indie project? Yeah. I've, awesome. I've, made, I've, made, a, I've made a few before. Um, and yeah. Very cool. Do, we, do you have a name for it yet? I don't have a name, but the I'll say the ba- basic premise is that you are say you are three body, self, and mind, and that is three separate characters that interact with each other. Wow! Oh, interesting. All right. Okay, man, you'll have to share more of this as as it uh, comes along in development. Definitely uh, share some stuff for us. To take a look. I'm, you gave uh, us so much information yet so little information. It's like say, that's a lot. I, very I, little information when you think about. It. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what that actually means. More questions than you gave any answers. Yeah, in the terms <laughs> of like gameplay. And, huh? I, sorry, go ahead. What Rob? What was that? Oh, I was like, what kind of brownies are you eating? <laughs> what kind of brownies? I think I we think know. It's mushrooms. I think we know. <laughs> so, um, well, thanks for joining us, Falcon. Uh, is, thanks do you wanna, is there a way people can plug in to see what else, like, as this I, comes along? Um, I'm Falcon with a box on um, any social media, but like I said, once that game's at a comfortable state, it's going to have, like, a separate Twitter, which... Cool. I will. You know, I'll give when it happens. Awesome. We'll be Falcon with a box off. Off. Yes. Oh, nice. Falcon is out of the box. Out of the box. Come on, out of the box, Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us. I and then the cats like to get in the boxes. Oh boy, Siege, Siege Bro is Siege left. Siege, Siege Bro, is your audio working all right? I I hope it is. It is. It is. Hey. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. You got anything going well, on? You, you want to share? No plugins, no pronouns. Do not refer to me. Uh, <laughs> blessings of the divine upon you, and Baha be thy blessed. Mm, mm-hmm. Hey, okay, nice nah. spark gang, spark gang. <laughs> Man, there's I so many flavors. Based. There's so many flavors. I really like the. I think spark is the one that I like the most too. The raspberry like, lemonade. No, nah, that one's okay. I think Spark. Spark's my favorite. That's um, the one I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I'm, 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 I'm debating in my own mind, but I'm, I'm yeah. landing on that as well. I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. I, I think I like that one too. For me, it's either Spark or Code Red. Yeah, both of those are good. Anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the end of the show, everybody. My brain is fried. <laughs> we did it, everyone. We did it. We did it. Lotus, <laughs> you got anything you want to share? Yeah. <laughs> once, once Talos shows up, there's just you know who knows. Uh, Lotus, I know you've got Tales of Tamriel. Yeah, and I'm Lotus of Doom, wherever. It's very easy to track me down if you actually need to. <laughs> there you go. And I'm Robots, or you can look up Robots Radio, because that's the podcast network and everything else that I'm doing out there. And um, that's what we got going on this week, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. And if there's not a show next week, then I apologize. I'm on a boat. I'll see what I can do to knock something out, but... There may not be one, but just, uh, just pre-record me and uh, Rob having a long, long chat about uh, Akatosh and Shore and allows like dualities. There you go. You guys, you guys record that, send it to me, and then we'll see if it makes it on the feed or not. <laughs> but uh, thank you I for joining. This has been super fun. Foresight to the wall. <laughs> it was just not going to do it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. 
Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach me on Twitter at robots underscore radio or Lotus of Doom at Lotus of Doom. Also, you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord channel. You can easily just search Robots Radio Discord on Google or check the description underneath the podcast. Also, this podcast is recorded live every week on Thursday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on the Robots Radio channels on Twitch, YouTube, and on Facebook. So just search Robots Radio on any of those platforms. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcasts they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.